Hey guys, welcome to the Men of Iron podcast. It's Garrett here, grateful that you are tuning in. You know, I was kind of thinking this morning whether or not I've shared this story on the podcast, and I don't think I have. I know maybe some of you have heard me uh, maybe share this story uh, in other settings, but as I think through... um, you know, the season that we're in, right? We're, we're coming off, um, crazy election season. (laughs) It feels like we've been living there forever. Right. But we're coming out of a crazy election season. We're entering, um, Thanksgiving, we're entering Christmas. We're kind of entering the new year. And, and if there's a theme, right, that you can see in the average person's life, uh, or, you know, you could just kind of take the temperature of our country, um, well, forget the country, like even the globe, take the temperature of our world. I think uh, people are are finding themselves or others are finding people to be just very, very uh, hopeless, hopeless, right? Um, angry, bitter, irritable. Like th- these are all things that I think are consistent. And listen, the media doesn't help. The, the stuff we're watching on TV doesn't help. Um, the stuff that we're consuming, uh, social media for that matter, that, none of it, none of it's helpful. None of it is really helpful. And I think one of the most powerful things, uh, that we can focus on is how do we find hope, right? How do we find hope and how do we find strength when we need it? Um, listen, the Christian kind of cliche thing to say is, oh, we put our hope in Jesus, right? And and we, we need to dive into the word. And, and yes, all those things are relevant and accurate and true. But I think at the end of the day, uh, something, uh, a good friend, Josh Ank, uh, with Sight and Sound Theaters always shares is that, you know, one of the most powerful things that we can do to bring hope is by just telling really, really good stories, <laughs> like really, really, really good stories. And I have a story today that I want to share with each of our listeners, it was probably back in 2011 that I started with Men of Iron full-time. And I remember uh, going and having coffee with my mom um, at my mom and dad's house one morning. And I had just recently made this decision. And, you know, we were just kind of catching up about the change and, you know, the new assignment that God had put in front of me. And it was a really good conversation. And and throughout that time, she she mentioned to me um, about this woman that she was going to be going to her funeral, I believe at the time. And her name was Mrs. Fry. And on all my years, I did not hear, had ever heard this name, Mrs. Fry. And so I just simply asked, Hey mom, who's Mrs. Fry? And she kind of looked at me perplexed, confused a little bit and said, well, you know, I've never told you about Mrs. Fry. And I'm like, well, no, I've never heard you mention this name before. Right. And so my mom proceeded to tell me that Mrs. Fry was her, her very, very first spiritual mentor. And this really intrigued me because I knew a little bit of my parents' past as far as, you know, um, where they had been, the things they had experienced, the families they came from, and and knew that they had not always been following Christ. But I knew that from the time that I, at least I was born, that's all I knew. But I knew that they had a story prior to that. And so I was kind of intrigued. So I started to ask some questions about Mrs. Fry. And my mom started to reveal to me exactly, um, you know, who Mrs. Fry was. So Mrs. Fry entered my mom's life prior to, I would say, my mom fully committing her life to Christ. And uh, it was interesting because my mom would have been a very, very young mom, teenage mother. Um, I believe she got pregnant at 17 or 18 years old. 
um, you know, was newly married uh, to my dad who was not following Christ at the time. And Mrs. Fry just happened to be the neighbor uh, to where my parents were living at the time in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And so my mom proceeded to tell me some of these really fascinating things about Mrs. Fry and the fact that, you know, she was, my mom kind of uh, called her like an angel. Like she was the angel that God knew I needed in my life at that time because she saw that my mom was this young mother struggling, probably financially struggling to figure out what motherhood took, uh, had a husband, right. That, that, that wasn't necessarily following Christ. And, but here's the thing about Mrs. Fry is that she was a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. And so my mom told me stories like Mrs. Fry would just come into their house at the time. And she, on Sunday mornings would just start getting the kids dressed. She would help my mom get my siblings dressed. This is before I was in the equation or even in the picture. And so she would help just get the kids dressed and she would kind of get the family into a car, into her car and she'd drive them and she'd take everybody to church on a Sunday. And it was my mom kind of explained it in a way that was like, we just didn't really have a choice, right? Like we just didn't have a choice. She just like came into our house on a Sunday morning, got us ready and uh, helped get the kids ready and got us out the door. And next thing we knew, we were at church and our kids were in church, right? And so kind of fast forward a little bit, that would eventually kind of turn into Mrs. Fry showing up during the week at the front door, helping get kids dressed and fed again, you know, and getting my mom out the door so that my mom could attend a women's breakfast that was once a week at the church with Mrs. Fry. That turned into Bible studies, and that turned into a relationship where Mrs. Fry really challenged my mother with uh, Scripture. And eventually, what ended up happening was, you know, my mom eventually fell in f- on fire for Christ, and she became a dedicated follower of Jesus Christ. And this was really intriguing to me to kind of hear this story because I had never really known the roots of all this stuff, right, uh, for our family. And so, as my mom was sharing this, she said. You know, um, there's one thing, though, that I will always take away from Mrs. Fry. And I said, oh, well, you know, what's that? And she started to tell me about how um, Mrs. Fry had this, I think it was like a back porch or a patio of some sort in the back of her house that she would sit on, sit at in the mornings and she would kind of just read her Bible. And she said that she always wrote scripture out on note cards. She always just wrote scripture on note cards and she goes, sometimes she would hand me those postcards and, you know, or those note cards and it would have a scripture for me and I would always put it in my Bible or she would give it to other people. But she's like, she just had this practice of daily being in the word and writing out scripture on note cards. And the moment my mom said that, uh, I realized the impact that Mrs. Fry had had on our family. And in particular, in my life. And it, it, it's hard to tell the story without getting emotional because let me share why this is. There was not a day, men, that went by that I would not wake up in the morning from the time that I was in kindergarten to the time that I graduated high school and left the house for college. But I would wake up every morning and I would come down our steps to our house and I would turn the corner and walk through our living room and I would walk into our kitchen and there sat my mom every morning with her nose in the Bible, right? Writing out scripture on note cards. And it was in this moment that my mom shared it, that again, I I just realized the impact that Mrs. Fry had on our family's journey. 
And it became very evident to me in that moment, the power of mentorship, because I guarantee you, if you take Mrs. Fry back to those times where she's dealing with this young, stubborn couple trying to raise kids and she's interjecting herself into their lives and she's going out of her way to serve them and shepherd them, right? And, and be a shepherd to this flock, but serve them and love them and be a shepherd. And she would have probably never imagined what her choices, what her decisions and how those choices and decisions were going to impact that couple's kids. And not only that couple's kids, but that couple's grandkids. And I don't share this today to be boastful. I don't share this to be arrogant or cocky. I share this because it is a power. It is a picture of the power of Christ and the power of mentorship when Christ is at the center of it. But this is, this is the power of it is that Mrs. Fry's investment as a mentor into my mother's life resulted in my father following Christ. It resulted in myself and my siblings following Christ. It's resulted in my kids and my siblings' kids, my nieces and nephews following Christ. All four of my parents' kids, we all have uh, not just college degrees, but graduate degrees. We all love Jesus. We all have spouses that love Jesus. We've got kids that love Jesus. My parents have grandkids that love Jesus. And there's no no doubt in my mind that my parents are going to have great grandkids that love Jesus. And the reason for that, yes, is because Jesus Christ is the ultimate, gets the ultimate glory for all of this. However, the power of investment, the power of mentorship of one woman into one woman in this case. For men of iron, the power of mentorship from one man to another man. Gentlemen, we never know the outcome. Our investment of time and energy and resources into another man could potentially impact generations to come. And this is a story to bring you hope Maybe you're on the other end of this and you're thinking, boy, I need to have a mentor in my life. This is for you to be, find hope in this, to go out and find that mentor, recruit him, seek him out, let him know what you see in him that makes you want to spend time with him. Tell him your dreams, tell him your passions and ask him, tell him how he can even help you. But gentlemen, we're living in a world where we need to focus less on the crap and we need to focus more on the hope that Jesus Christ brings to the table. And so much of that hope can be found in mentorship. So that's what we want to challenge you guys with today. Be hopeful. And if you're not mentoring, find somebody to mentor. And if you're not being mentored, find somebody to mentor you. If we can help you do that in any way, please email us at info at menofiron.org. You guys have a very happy Thanksgiving and a very Merry Christmas. But don't forget to bring hope to those around you. We'll talk to you guys next time. 